how do you practice letting your presence unfold at a faster rate? In a nutshell, I call it self-mastery. The practice, the disciplines of self-mastery. Uh, now, if you go to my website, uh, the website for the book, not my professional coaching website, uh, and I will put up the website address at the end, there are a number of downloadable tools. You'll probably be the first people to download them because you'll be the first people <coughs> to know about them. It's at www.3levelsofleadership.com, but don't worry, I'll show that again. And they're free, they're in PDF form, you can download them and use them. But while we're here, let me sort of go up a level from techniques and say, well, what's the basic principle behind it? Well, there are three legs to it. The first leg is the practice of disidentification. This is the practice of becoming aware of your limiting emotions, your limiting habits, your limiting thoughts. It is not disassociation. It's not pushing away. It's not repressing them. It's not denying them. It's becoming aware of them, accepting that they are there, not resigning yourself to the idea that they'll always be there. It's temporarily identifying and then disidentifying. There is a particular technique called disidentification, or sometimes called centering, in psychosynthesis. And you affirm to yourself, I have these feelings, but I am not these feelings. I am a self. I am more than these feelings. And you do that with body sensations, and you do that with thoughts. Uh, the other major disidentification practice is mindfulness meditation. And in my book, I've recommended both, and I've shown people how to do it. That is stream number one, disidentification. But in my experience, disidentification practices are not enough. You will find spiritual people who are seasoned meditators, but they are in the grip of their ego, what I call their false self, but they don't see it. I find that meditation does not help us with the most subtle limiting beliefs, the beliefs about the world and our beliefs around our self-image. So this is where I think you as coaches would be well advised to do work on coming to understand your most powerful but subtle and previously invisible limiting beliefs and spotting them, digging them out and letting them go. And guess what? You might want to work with another coach on that. However, in the book, I have created a self-inquiry exercise and it is one of the downloadable tools. You may occasionally find that painful, but if you want to let your presence go, it's time to let go of certain baggage in service of your clients. And then the third way takes advantage of the first two. You start to express your increasing presence in line with what you care about most, which is your values, in service. So let me summarize everything I've been saying. Presence matters to you and your clients. It matters to you because it can affect how well you coach and your ability to win coaching assignments. I'm arguing that the root of presence is an inner wholeness. And from that, everything flows. Yes, you can learn techniques to speed up things. You certainly can. But it starts from within. I've contrasted presence with charisma. I've explained seven qualities as I see it. And you've had the chance to evaluate yourself on those. I'm saying that everyone has potential to let their presence unfold. And I think it is an unfoldment process. It's not something you can control. I'm saying there are degrees of presence. You don't have to wait until you're some perfected mega being. You can have flaws, 
and your presence can flow. And the key to working on your presence, if you want to accelerate its development, is work on your self-mastery in the service of yourself, your family, your friends, and of course, your clients.